Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat of the Wild. We are playing through the Wind Waker. Uh, so since I did not pick up the Iron Boots last week, I just went ahead and did that. Did you guys grab the treasure chest that was outside the island? It was like mm-hmm. kind of frozen. Yep. And I totally forgot about the the hole in the, the wind when you're inside it. It's trying to uh, push you out. There's like a hole there if you use your Iron Boots and go down and fight a bunch of bad guys. Yeah, this one, it, it's weird how there's much more to do in this one than there was in the fire one or the lava one where you kind of, you get into there and then you have to do a bunch of like sliding stuff where the fire one, you really just climbed. You had to climb and then jump on some things and deal with the sliding that we talked about last week with BC complaining about yeah. the noises <laughs> that Lake makes. Oh God, the noise. I, I didn't want to stop moving. Because as long as I was moving, he wouldn't make it that noise. Right. And then when you get into there, there's like a slide that you go down. And then you still do some more jumping. And then you got to fight some enemies. Then you get the stuff. Then there's also another little grotto that takes you into an, another little area. Yeah, that was fun. I didn't do the bonus grotto. I, I just got out of there. So. <laughs> it was just, just bad guys, some spoils, orange rupee. You know, nothing too big. I also stumbled into that Wizrobe platform. That was fun. I don't know how I missed it, but like, there's like four Wizrobes on three platforms. Annoying is all. Is that one where you have to glide over to one of them? That one of them doesn't have a ladder? Uh, no, I don't think so. They're all really close together. Okay. But uh, when you kill one, it each each Wizrobe that you kill will make a new chest appear, basically. And Jeremy, you brought up an island, uh, I don't know if it was last episode or before that, where we had to fulfill a bunch of different criteria, like stomping on a a switch and hitting Mm -hmm. a switch and all that stuff. But it it also brought up this cyclone off to the side. And I have no idea what that was. Yeah. uh, And I was able to use it to get on top of the island. And I think it was just to get to a blue chew, choo choo or whatever. But you, oh. if you do, like, if you, uh, like, I, my feet were dangling in the water by the time I made it to the cyclone, and then it popped me up, and I, yeah, blue chew, that was all it was. I was hoping for something better. Is there, like, a reliable way to get blue chew jelly? Like, or is it just they're randomly sprinkled, like, one every... No, I, I mean, they, they're in the same spot, so I think... And you, you can only ever get one from each. Yeah, so you just have to know where they appear, and... The blue one is probably in the blue one, like the best potion. Yes. Yeah. So that would make sense that you would need to find the ten special blue choo choos just to get one blue potion in order to unlock the blue potion at the potion mm. shop. I haven't gone and uh, tested to see how many. I actually I forget how many I have. I might have enough. 
because I know I've gotten a bunch of them. I don't know. Hopefully, although hopefully, like, I really don't care. Uh, but hopefully there's more than 10 blue choo-choos, I guess. Yeah. Uh, rather than you having a, that being another thing that I don't think there's a map for them. So it's not, you, you really do need to, like, look up a guide if you need to find all 10. Yeah. I kind of assume that at one point you would get to, you would get somewhere where they were, like, they regularly spawn, but I guess not. I don't think so. I think the ones, like, in terms of the ones that you see regularly, it's red, green, then yellow. Not including, like, the purple ones that those are just, like, oddball ones mm-hmm. in dungeons. But, like, ones that'll regularly show up, I think that's the, the hierarchy of them. And then the mm-hmm. blues are just special ones. And yellow are also shock ones. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of choose, uh, I finally found the secret on that weird dino egg island, that fluorescent... Oh yeah, Yoshi egg. There's a little hole on the side of it that you can crawl into, mm. and underneath it is a big choo-choo grotto maze, whatever. Uh, so yeah, there's like, like a sea chart down there, I think, a heart piece or something. Just a lot of goodies. I need to do that. Yeah. Is there a blue chew down there? Uh, I would not be surprised if there. No, I think maybe only yellow. There might be one. I don't know. I can't remember. I should have written that down in my notes. It's not that important, right? <laughs> I mean, realistically, I, I I think I've had to use a potion like once, and it was like just for magic. Yeah, I used a green one at, at one point. Yeah, I'm still I'm a, I'm an anti magicer, I guess, like or anti anti potioner. I mean, uh, they, I they come in handy. Them. I haven't needed to use any of my fairies really i still have a full thing of soup so yeah. same yeah i've just been moving around they, they're really good about giving us uh refills on on our non-hero mode this was uh i'll just say like jumping ahead a bit without like necessarily spoiling anything but in terms of my feelings after this episode is i'm hitting that point that you hit on almost every zelda game i feel overpowered i feel like the game is only getting easier uh and it kind of slows down the momentum a bit for me because I don't necessarily get like the power fantasy sort of feeling that you would get in a lot of other games Yeah, where this is, this has always been the low point of Zelda games for me is when I get too many hearts. I get when I have all the bottles that I can like load up with fairies where I'm practically invincible that like in terms of like actually being able to die, like I'll take damage, but I'll never see the game over screen again. At this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's a weird graph in terms of difficulty that you get in Zelda games, which I think like Breath of the Wild is one that just sort of got around that, that because they mixed up some things and could like throw you into some odd situations. Uh, and plus the beginning of that game was insanely difficult, just dying left and right. Yeah. Uh, but even, yeah, I guess even then you still did, it got easier. Um yeah, I guess the the only thing with Breath of the Wild is the fact that you then have to go into Ganon's castle sort of thing or Hyrule Castle in there and that was so much more challenging than like anything outside of there. So mm-hmm. I think that I think that's where they sort of tried to balance things out, but you don't you don't really get that in any other Zelda games and this is where I'm sort of hitting that point now where I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's it's going to just be cake from here on out. I mean, I've been there the whole game, pretty much. This oh, is even not on hero mode. Difficult. I'm saying like hero mode. Like yeah, yeah. it was, I it mean, was difficult in hero mode, and now it's just like, of I've already gone over that hump for hero mode, where yeah. I'm just back into normal Zelda again. 
Yeah, this is this uh, non-hero mode has just been a, a walk in the park. So I'm actually getting to where it is getting hard, but I'm not going to die. I think I took about the most damage I've ever taken in this dungeon. So I got pretty close, but... We also did talk about it in the last episode. Uh, I looked it up, and I but I haven't tested it in the game. When we do power up our sword, it should get stronger. Each time? It says that, but in terms of, you know, we, this isn't an RPG where we see, like, weapon stats. Yeah. So we don't necessarily and, know, like, what the number is. And should is kind of a, I don't know, off-putting. Like, should get, are you making a hard statement here? Walk according, according to some Zelda wiki that I okay. looked up that was like, you know, quote unquote, the, you know, number one Zelda forum or whatever, uh, you know, that they said that whenever you do this, the sword mm. does get stronger. Well, thank you for going into a forum for us, Jeremy. I know that's scary, but that's what we're here for. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was raised in forums, man. <laughs> I know. And that's. About? And that's why we know it's scary, okay? That's so chat of the yeah. wild. You, you we'll go to the forums for you. That's so you, know, you don't to have get you, to just to get you this this uh, privileged information. I'm not going back to the game FAQs forums for anybody. Let's just yeah, get no, that. yeah, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> so uh, up in the north, there is an island with an Octorok statue uh, that's blowing wind so hard that it's impossible to approach it. That is what our iron boots are for. Uh, if we just slowly approach the Octorok statue, smash it with the hammer, we get to go inside. And I, yeah, I ahead. do like on the on the side of the entrance there is a pile of leaves that you can just blow with your leaf. But it's like in this island that has just like relentless wind coming out of it. They still have that little pile of leaves that is just like, well, I haven't been touched yet. <laughs> it was a very directional statue. Very directional. Yeah, wind. it really was. Yeah. Yeah. It creates those little swirls where uh, leaves can build up. Sure. Yeah. So it's got physics, um, man. Yeah. Inside this, uh, little room is another one of those stone slabs that teaches us a new conduction that we can take to uh, another ancestor of this god uh, or not god this sage uh, this is we this is fado mm-hmm. he is a kokiri yeah but he mentioned something about like yeah again of that like ganon killed him or yeah. something like yeah, that yeah. like just flat out was like I, I was a special sage, and dude just killed me. LaRuto said about the same thing. She said Ganon destroyed her when she came back, but then she also kind of said that maybe someone else killed her in the name of Ganon, but he, Fado just flat out says, yeah, no, dude stomped on me. The thing I, I thought that, the thing that I thought was weird with LaRuto is that she said something to the effect of like, Ganon destroyed her soul or something. And I'm like, who am I talking to? It's, I'm talking <laughs> to your soul right now. This is a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is more straightforward. Like, yeah, Ganon showed up, roughed me up while I was praying in this temple. So. Yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, once again, like second verse, same as the first. Hunt down the one who possesses the instrument that the sage ghost has. Um, I do like that Fado gives us a message for the king. He's like, I'm waiting for him whenever he's done messing around. Like, you know, we want to have a jam sesh. So whenever he gets here, we can we can all jam out together. 
That'll what instrument does the king play? He conducts. Yeah, that's that's a, what the Wind Waker is. It's, I didn't think about that at all. Well, he said it. He I was going to say the mouth harp, but... <laughs> <laughs> he, no, he said uh, right here, he's like, I'm waiting for him. Like, we used to do this back in the day. Like, he would conduct us while we played our our sage instruments. And so, any anytime he wants to d- be done being a boat, he can... He can come out and we'll do open mic night. Uh, yeah, so we know where we're going. Like when we last saw Makar, he was playing his cello, fiddle, whatever for uh, the Korok wind migration ceremony of Majesty. Yeah, what instrument do you do you think? Like I thought it was a cello, but I thought so. He he plays it like a cello, but Fado played it like a violin. I think it's it's just a size thing. It's they, he couldn't Makar couldn't put that on his shoulders, so he holds so it he, up that way. But he doesn't have shoulders. Bow. The bow is like <laughs> three times his height. Right, right. Okay, can we can we address the elephant in the room? So, yeah, like Makar inherited the blood of the sages or whatever. Fado, Kokiri, Makar, a tree. So so what did the Deku tree do to the Kokiri to make them tree people? Now keep in mind, like the Kokiri were always of the forest. They all they were always forest mm-hmm. creatures. No, I'm with you there. And when you know, when they would leave the forest, that's when they would become skull kids. So they would like they essentially they weren't like human esque in the same way that the Hylians were, but they were actually like evolved plants. I'm just going to take your word for it on that. I, I guess um, you can. That's the only leap I can I can think of making. I just uh, am I I'm the crazy s- one? BC's like we need to talk about the elephant room. I'm like Dude, everything seems normal to me. I just I'm just wondering what the Deku Tree did to these kids to turn them into seeds. He saved them. He absorbed them. Are these just the spirits of the Kokiri placed into tree people? I mean, pro- yeah, I could imagine something like the whole, you know, the entire race of the Kokiri got wiped out and their spirits went back into the Great Deku Tree. And I mean, then that's how he brought them back quickly enough. It's the circle of life. I think, yeah, over time, given enough time, the, the, um, the Koroks, given enough time, will turn back into Kokiri. Sure. If, there's, if the forest they'll is grow, big enough. Yeah. The, well, you, you know, give it enough time. Let them, let them evolve out. They'll get longer arms. They'll get taller. So we're saying that soul matter can neither be created nor destroyed. It, right. It's just a constant. Yeah, that's why we still have to deal with Ganon. Right. <laughs> we can't, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you can't get him away. I mean, Zelda has always been about, like, reincarnation. Yeah. Like, there's there's never been, from what I can remember, like, any major thing of where, like, a soul or spirit would actually, like, pass on. It would always like end and then go into some other form or something like that, and you jump ahead a hundred years, and they were just like, "Oh, I'm from this line of people, and all this stuff." And things are about to be bad again. Yeah, rather than it being like actually addressing like bloodlines directly and being yeah. like a little more like uh, controversial in terms of that, they can just be like, "No, it's the soul. It's all whimsy and everything." Just don't think about it. Take this sword. Yeah, you have the soul of a princess in you. That's why you look like her now. Not because you're supposed to look exactly like her. Well, this game, I think that uh, Coral is really trying to push his own fantasy on everyone. 
by the end of it, we're just going to be like, yeah, dude, just <laughs> you're living in the past, man, grandpa. So Makar is hanging out in that little uh, cult ceremony room that BC found uh, many episodes back. Finally comes into play. Um, well, I love that you see the music coming out of the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Like, as you get up to there, and you might be thinking when you get there, you need to go all the way back up to go see the Great Deku Tree. But, but then, no. yeah, fortunately, they, I, I could easily see something where they, like, didn't show that at the beginning. Like, the the notes coming out that it was just the music. And all the playtesters just, like, got lost and could never let's, figure it out. Just throw the notes in there. Let's let's move on. we got to shift yeah. this. Fun fact, I went all the way back to the Great Deku Tree. I did <laughs> ah. not notice that. And then did I you was talk like, to him? he's probably in the, the cult pit thing. So Yeah. Yeah, the annoying thing about this room is that it's really easy to enter when you're when you're not trying to. And uh, then it's kind of a pain to get in, uh, at least for me. You just uh, gotta I s- probably... You got to swing from the bottom. I mean, I, I dropped my rope all the way down and, and tried to... S- oh, swing from the... Oh, no, there's a, little de- there's a little detour right as soon as you get on the island. You take a left instead of a right. Yeah, and you can and just, you can just Yeah, you just throw your grapple hook on there, and it, it just automates. As soon as it hits, it just automatically swings you right into there. It's like almost practically like a cutscene. Yeah, I ran up to uh, to where the Dekubavas were and took all of them out and tried to do it that way. Uh, uh, it was a pain. It was quite the pain. Well, when you do your third playthrough for the Switch, you'll know. Right. Well, that'll, that'll well, you're, be much you're more fifth. than a third. Yeah. It, well, okay, yeah. Um, so I like he's hiding in here. I like this so that no one will hear what song he prepares for next year. And then is quite shocked to hear that, oh, it's audible. Out- oh, crap. I thought the waves would stop it. He's just crestfallen. Hey, I mean, that's a pretty cool place to be, like, hanging out and, you know, jamming, right? Like, you want to be one with nature. You want to hide behind a waterfall in a little grotto. That's pretty where cool. Sa- where they sacrifice other trees. Why does this... Well, I don't know why you guys keep bringing up a cult <laughs> thing with this. Like, I don't get that at all. This is just a weird little grotto. It's just a weird little <laughs> grotto underneath the waterfall, you know, inhabited by these strange spirit beings who used to be children. I don't know. Not cult-like at all. But anyway... No. <laughs> Playing cellos made out of leaves. Possibly uh, the leaves are them as well. <laughs> made out of Korok skin. The cello is alive. Uh, so Makar has no idea what a Wind Waker is. Unlike Medley before was like, oh, I know what that thing is. Uh, he's just happy to see a baton. He's like, yeah, con- yeah, conduct me. Let's let's do something. Let's 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 play a song here. Let's jam, brah. Uh, he doesn't go into a coma. So, he's not knocked out like Medley was. He just knows. But Fado shows up, and yeah, we all jam out together for a while. And now that he is awoken, he's ready to come hang out with us at the and go to the temple. Uh, and he becomes a little hood ornament! Okay, I couldn't... He's already got Coral's head! It's so when, cute! When we teleported to the boat, I was like, where'd he go? <laughs> like I kept looking around on my a boat. I was just like, he's not sitting in the boat. And then I like, I was like, I can hear him. I can hear his little jingle that he does. And then I noticed like, oh, he's just like riding ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I and I immediately took him to kill a giant octo. 
Just hold on, buddy. I gotta do this thing real quick. <laughs> I gotta run some errands. Uh, but it was my la my last one, so but it was a twelve-eyed one. That was fun. Uh, yeah, and we also get a really cute cutscene as they walk into the temple together, just like last time. Um, and we are going to jump down into the Wind Temple. Uh, but first, uh, we're gonna take a little break, and we when we come back, it will be dungeon time. In this quarter, on the Greenlit Podcast Network, Chris Sims and Matt Wilson. And in this quarter, VHS oddities, confusing animation, and modern not-so-classics. Plus snacks, movie fighters. We watch movies and beat them up. With a purposeful grimace and a terrible smile, join Nikki and Wyatt as we stomp our way through the history of Toho's Dai Kaiju films in Discuss All Monsters. Are you telling me we're going to discuss all monsters? We won't stop until there isn't a monster left to discuss. Smash that play button like Godzilla and King Kong smash an 18th century Japanese pagoda. Only on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Okay, so going in here, uh, I like how the iron boots are used completely in a completely different way than from like Ocarina's boots. Um, yeah, there's a there. I think there's a little bit of using it to hold to like in the Shadow Temple. There's like some a fan section where you need to to put mm -hmm. them on so you can walk past fans. But for the most part, it was to sink to the bottom of water. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, it's used to like shoot us into the air, almost the opposite effect. I, I now uh, want to go and put my boots on to walk into the sea. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I guarantee you nothing happens. It probably like automatically unequips. <laughs> you probably can't equip them while you're in the water. No, or but you I just want to instantly die. <laughs> yeah. That's where the that's where the Triforce is. That's where the that's where the Zoras are. Oh, cool. We could go down to the, the water temple. We got to find the secret water temple. Well, Zora Domain. But, but it's a water temple, though. I don't care. Uh, I uh, need more dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time, Makar is, well, much like last time, is a big part of moving around the dungeon. But he can't glide with us while we're holding him. And he doesn't have a mirror. Instead, he plants seeds in soil. And he flies. Well, he fly, but yeah, he can also fly just like Medley can. Well, not just like Medley. He's a little more, it's a little harder to control, I think. But, but yeah, he can still fly like Medley, but he can't glide with us. He's got a better vertical than Medley does. Yeah, does. yeah. And scouts are always looking for that. So, mm -hmm. I just yeah. I love when he follows you around and he just has this little jingle inside of him, like he just has this like bell inside of him that just went. Yeah, you can just hear him walking around. Yeah, and he's got a song in his heart. <laughs> and that alone, like he has, Makar has like the least personality of all of these characters that we interact with because he's just like, hey, I just want to play my instrument. That's it. Like he doesn't really like have anything there, but he's just so cute looking and he jingles and he's like my favorite because of those reasons alone. <laughs> he's just adorableness personified. Yes. He's like, I'm just here to help, man. We play a song. All right. All right. I'll keep helping. When I couldn't find him in the boat, I legit was like, did Link just like put him in his pocket? <laughs> Cause like, I want to put him in my pocket. 
Well, he would have had to held him up first, like a like a lost child or something. Sure. Yeah, we did. Done. Do Banana. Yeah. So after a, a few rooms where we kind of learn the the basics of the dungeon, uh, Makar gets kidnapped by floor masters, which yeah. was heartbreaking. Is the worst. Absolute, just tragedy. We we must help him. Uh, this leads us to like the main hook of this dungeon, which is this huge cylindrical room that uh, will act as like basically the branching off point for all of the other rooms. So this is the kind of big puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, and I like it a lot. I used to, but this playthrough of it, it didn't like. I don't know. It just was so simple for me. And again, I, I I've said this before. I, I wonder if it has to do with the fact that like, I know the solutions to every puzzle in this dungeon. There isn't a single one that I walked into where I'm like, hang on. I got to remember how this one works again. Like, what do they want me to do? I walked in and was just immediately like, Oh, that spring thing. I know what that does. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to unlock these levels. I know what those do. Oh yeah. The little mounds in the ground. I know exactly what he needs to do. Uh, I know what those trees that shoot out of the ground, I know that I'm going to need to use a thing against them later. So it's, it's, this has been the, the hardest one for me to go through and to be able to like be critical about it because it felt like I got through it so quickly. It's, it's a lot of, uh, going to these rooms and then having to go back later once we have everything we need. Once, once be... we reunite with Makar, like, yeah, we can and, do something else in there. Cause there's going to be, uh, uh, we t- t- in order to unlock the critical path, we need Makar for paperweight flying soil patch reasons. Uh, we need the item for the dungeon, and then there's a giant fan in the bottom of the main room that we need to turn on. Mm-hmm. And once we have that, we can basically go anywhere. And each room has multiple like reasons, multiple reasons for or reasons for us to go back multiple times. To make sure that we've done everything in every room. Yeah. So it's kind of open-ended in that way, which is why I think I like it. Um, yeah, it's not hard. I do remember a lot of the stuff in here. So, yeah, you're right on that front, I think. I wasn't a huge fan of the like the tower cylindrical room design just because like getting to different levels with Makar, if you have to get somewhere that's not the top level... It's really hard to... He has this great vertical flight, mm-hmm. but like horizontally, it's really hard to move him in directions. So you're like going up and down on these air currents, and it's like, well, I'm going to have to like stop here, then drop to this other thing that's below where I want to go, and then fly Makar up, because like I always just end up getting pushed to the top level. Yeah, yeah I had the, I had that issue pop up a couple times. Yeah, the, the, the basement is really annoying to get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, getting across the first level. Makar, yeah, Makar especially. Um, it's a lot easier with Link. And I think it's just because, like, with Makar, you can't, like, uh, like feather down. Like, you're, no. you're either flying with him or you're falling with him. And, and, like, and if you let off the A button for too long, he'll just drop. Yeah. Right. He'll just, like, let go. Yeah, I kept, like, trying to go up on there because I tried to, uh, you know, when we eventually turn on the fan, if Makar gets caught in that fan, he just launches straight up. You have no control. He's just like waving his arms around cause he can't do anything at all. And you just have to like wait for it to stop and then like 
maybe you can move forward a couple inches as he's mm-hmm. falling and that's like the best that you can do so i had to like be around the outside of it and i kept getting like stuck on like a lip above him like on the next level up like just trying to go up and being like i'm stuck up against this wall i need to like fall back down and then move over to the right just a tiny bit and then go vertical again and it was like okay that this is getting annoying <laughs> like i just wish he was a little bit easier to control but then the dungeon would probably have been a lot quicker if you know if you, if you add more uh, uses to these characters, then it just makes these dungeons like half as long. Yeah, I mean, floor masters don't even knock you out of this dungeon because for certain sections, it, going back to the entrance of the dungeon would have been nice because we're stuck down <laughs> sure. in the basement, so they can't throw you all the way back. Um, I do like how many different kinds of bad guys are in here. Uh, there are different combat rooms where there are, are different combinations of bad guys um, that I was enjoying. Another thing I like, this forces us to to change items a lot, which I could see how some people might find that annoying. Like, okay, now I need to go back to this. Okay, now I need to go back to this. Or now I need to rearrange everything. But Speaking I was having fun just like, okay, now I need to get this. Yeah, like I was saying, I need to get this other weapon out now because now I'm fighting something... That requires a different set of items to to kill. Yeah. Speaking of some people, yeah, I the item swapping got annoying. I think just because of the boots, um, because it was mm-hmm. like, I know I'm gonna have to use the wind waker. I know I'm gonna have to use the boots, and I got into kind of like a, a rhythm of these are the items I need to have up most of the time. And if I go into just like a, a gauntlet room, then I know just switch over to this. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I'm done fighting, whatever, switch back. I also just realized you guys have to equip the Wind Waker. Yep. Uh, he's, I Jeremy don't. has, has a don't. Wind Waker on at all times. He's got his boots down on that plus pad. Yeah. Do I? I don't know about that. I thought you had the boots on the plus pad. I didn't think so. I If I did, I didn't use them. Oh, okay. I don't think I do. Okay. Maybe not. But the fact I didn't think when you said, when BC said equip the Wind Waker, I was like, yep. Oh, right. Whole game. It is, uh, yeah. I put it on Y, I believe, is where I have it. Because can you guys hold three items, yep. right? Yep. Okay, so we can. I can still hold three items, but they did shortcut a couple of them, so that mm-hmm. was nice. Yeah, so like, mm. having to pull the Wind Waker out, like especially these past two dungeons, has been a lot. Because it's like you're fighting something, then you get a command, Makar, and then... Mm-hmm. If you want to get items in the gauntlet rooms, then you have to have the um, the grappling hook. It's yeah, thing. yeah, and I, I tried to make sure that I knew exactly what the room was asking. Like I would explore it with Link before I ever decided to pull Makar out, just because of doing the command melody and the aforementioned uh, difficulty controlling Makar. So I made sure I had everything planned out, what I needed to do before getting into Makar time. Uh, and one of the other uh, gauntlet rooms that we have is the mid-boss. Uh, it is a uh, more resilient Wizrobe. Level 2. Uh, well, I don't know about level 2, because he had a level 2 Wizrobe with him. Level uh, 3. It it, yeah, so level. this is a level <laughs> 3 Wizrobe. Uh, also, the hardest variant of Darknut was in this room, too. Mm-hmm. And, and some Kargoroks and P-Hat. And I got hit by a moblin at one point. I was half expecting uh, to turn around and just have a bunch of mini blends there too, but that didn't happen. Thankfully, 
So uh, I, I found out after this fight that you apparently, if he lands on the ground and you hit him with a ice arrow and then the hammer, it just kills him instantly. <laughs> okay. Nice. Which, like, it's probably good to know just their future anything. So We're going to... This won't be the last time we see Wizrobe, so... Yeah. Um, I will... I will utilize that. Do the other Wizrobes have the ability to summon enemies? Or is it just this one? I don't know. Uh, d- uh, no. We'll get to no. it ag- again later. One of them will summon those... Uh, do we ever forget what those little uh, tree burr things were called? The little sticky guys? Uh, no. Because that I, happens later, maybe. too. Uh, Actually, yeah. Those will just start raining down. Those are in one room. Yeah. Um, which it was kind of nice to see those again because like I had completely forgotten about them, but it makes <laughs> sense since it's Makar's dungeon and it was like actually made the uh, the Stathlos kind of threatening because you yeah. were slow instead of just like I can drop these this bomb and then walk away slowly, sit here for a while. But also I did use a bomb, so I did not have to move because I had a sta- uh, a Stathlos that was right next to a big patch of them, and I know if I like move toward the Stalfos, I was going to get got, so I just threw a bomb and stood very still until his head was on the floor. Um, Yeah, so the mid-boss gives us the item of this dungeon, which is the hookshot. Hooray, hookshot. Uh, first time I played this game, I was not expecting to get a hookshot. I don't know why. It seems... Uh, it just did, it just it's seemed so like it late. out of nowhere. Yeah. And it seems but, redundant with the with the grappling hook. The grappling hook seems like it would be okay. This is the thing that replaces the hook shot, right? But it never really does. But now that we have the hook shot, now it makes it uh, a little bit easier to get around. Uh, we can go revisit rooms that, that had any of the hook shot uh, diagram on it. So you say it makes it easier to get around, but when you have to like first go back up that main area and you have to just go grapple hook up along the walls, that just took forever. Well, like, but we couldn't do that before, so we can get around a little easier. It's easier. Well, it's not even that we get around easier; we can actually move forward. We can actually get it. We can actually get around. It's so, not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, it is not like a a traversal item that makes it easier to traverse. It just makes it yeah. you able to traverse. I I didn't get that they wanted me to use a, a deku leaf to go across the mm-hmm. pit. So I I was standing there for a little while, just like with my hook shot in my hand, just like what what. What do I do? Uh, also, I'm a big fan of the new uh, use your iron boots to plant yourself in one spot and pull a statue down. I thought that was rather inspired. Yeah, I don't know, again, because I knew to do these things already, if there's like something that happens that tells you to do that. If like maybe if you go up, maybe if so. you talk, if you like target Makar on the other side oh, of the wall, he maybe tells, he'll say something to you. But yeah, he, he I does didn't say see something. It. He he says you need to be as heavy as the Deku tree in order to knock that over. Yeah, see, I didn't see it. So because as soon as I hit the ground on there, I was like, put the boots on, pull that thing down. Come on, Makar, let's go. And he's like, okay. Like he well, didn't he even have you, anything to me. He says it to you before you even get the boots. When the first time you see him in the jail, he's like, in order to knock this over, you're going to oh, be real heavy. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, once once Makar's free, uh, now we can uh, use him to plant two seeds on the, on the basement floor. That will start the fan up, and now we're moving. Now we can pretty much check all the old rooms again, go back to anything that... Any seed that he planted before uh, will pop a tree out with a nice little smiley face on it. 
and those also, can be hookshotted. Uh, turning that fan on also activated a bunch of traps in that room. Yes, that spin around. So they they're these like these weird like almost um, bear trap looking things that come springing out of the wall and just like go like chop chop chop. And I got my car stuck on one of them where I had to do the command melody like four times in a row because as soon as it went to him, the thing came and snapped at him and then it would just kick me right back. But he would keep moving forward like a couple inches each time. So I just had to keep doing it until he got knocked off the platform. I almost got him stuck and I was dreading it. I I managed to get him out of there, but I was like, I do not want to have to get into some weird situation where... I have to mess with this for way way longer than I want to. I would say you pro- your your best bet would probably be just be save and quit if that happens because yeah. everyone should get kicked back to like the entrance. Yeah, it's never fun though. Even if you even if you walked out of the room and came back, it would put him back where he came into the room. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you don't even know, need to go that far. I only had I only got hit by one of those things once, but I would say that like much more with Makar than with Medley. I was concerned about like controlling him and then getting hit by enemies. Like I know there's yeah. a couple times where it's like you have to like plant trees t- so that Link can hook shot up, you know, through a room. And then like the first time I was like at the top of this room and it's like, oh, there's a there's a floor master up there. Yep, I should probably yeah. be aware of that. So it was like fly, drop, plant the seed fly back up and then go back to Link so that I didn't have to worry about going back to this dungeon because I would have quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially in that room that you were talking about. I There were also uh, those curse bubble skulls flying around with the purple smoke. And uh, I had to get my car up there, but I was afraid to leave him. So I, I just hit him behind the tree. Like, hopefully they won't see him here. <laughs> So that that I can uh, give me enough time to get up there and, and defend him. Well, now that we had the hook shot, it was super easy to get him to knock all those out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, there's a room where the floor masters they don't pop out until like they grab you until like they will just like their first thing is to pop out and grab you. I couldn't right. get them to, so I had to like leap slash into them. So that just to get keep from being thrown out of the room. So uh, one mechanic we didn't mention in this dungeon is the springs that yes. you have to get on those, turn turn your boots on, and then take them off in order to like push the spring down and then launch yourself into the air. So it does the same thing as like the little uh, Deku leaf bulbs or whatever mm-hmm. that you yes. go in and they pop you up in the air. Uh, there's a room in there where you also uh, put your boots on to break a cracked floor underneath you. Mm-hmm. And there's a room that has like five of them and you have yeah. to go through and break all five. And every time you do, it spawns a different wave of enemies down below. Except for there's one that, that is like the all clear one. So there was like four different, there are five holes, four of them spawned enemies, at least on mine. Yeah, and you had to go through all of that. There's there's two chests in that room. I think one is a key, but then the other is the treasure is a uh, uh, treasure map. Yeah. So you have to like go through. I don't know if you have to go through all of them or do the right one in you order to, to do, make. Yeah, you have to do all five of them. Which it took me a second to figure out. That's what they wanted from me. Yeah. Because and... I every time I went into that room, I would go down the same hole, which would always bring the same enemy. So I just assumed that enemy was already down there. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get that they were different in some, for you know in some way. 
Yeah, we also also when I ran into the the Stalfos earlier, I had like like the realization, oh crap, that means there's probably going to be Rededs around here because there were Stalfos and Rededs in the last one. Luckily, that did not end up being the case, and, and they were nowhere to be found. So that was good. Um, the, I forget exactly how we unlock the the grate. There, there's a grate covering the fan at the bottom. And we do something, I think, with Makar that slides that uh, grate around to where we can get past the fan. And there is an even further basement area. You have to take basically a back route. And there's an area at the beginning where there are multiple trees that you have to get Makar to grow. And then you have to hookshot to each of those trees. You go around this long way. Yes. And then you open up this door that was, like, blocked by hitting both the switches. So, like... One of the like vertical swinging doors opens, mm-hmm. and then the very bottom fan yeah, protected protective shell opens up for that him. was the room with the floor master that we were trying to keep Makar safe from. Mm-hmm. The PC was talking about earlier, which he just ignored me. I didn't have any problem with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, thankfully, no. I mean, I wanted to kill it all the same, mm-hmm. but um. So yeah, once we get down there, that's where we can we can get to a boss key. That's also where the the Boss door will eventually end up being boss keys guarded by three different dark nuts. Same thing, just big. Uh, I tried to get them to kill each other, which ended up working in the end. I got I, they at least took one of them out and hurt the other two. These are some of my favorite fights. Is when I, when I'm taking on like a swarm of melee enemies. Uh, when they mix up like way too many different types of enemies, that's when it's annoying. But it's like if I had to just fight like four moblins, moblins at once, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And it's the same thing with the dark nuts. My problem with fighting the, like multiple dark nuts is that it's so based on the the parry system. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if you when you jump over them and parry, that's nice because you can hit you know two two of them at Couple once. Helmets, yeah. Yeah, but I know like I was trying to like get their armor off and it was just like getting they were getting in the way of sure like the yeah. parries so i just ended up it i had the helmet off hitting him with the boomerang and then just walking behind him yeah <laughs> so unless anyone has anything else they want to say about this dungeon we can move on to our final boss i think the only thing i would say is like this dungeon feels super short for whatever reason, like when we got the boss mm-hmm. key, I was like, "This is it." This yeah, is- I did not remember it being this short. I thought there was gonna be a lot more going on. Same, like I went into this game being like, "Oh yeah, man." When we do that, when we do the wind temple, I love that one so much. It's so great. And then we get through, and I'm like, "Oh, that was it." Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I liked a lot of the the gauntlet rooms in here. Like, I I am coming around to to my thinking that this is like one of the best. The, or might be the best the combat has been in a Zelda game uh, in this show that we like out of the games we played on the show but yeah I I had fun with that um, not so much fun with this boss it was okay it's like a cross between a Volvagaya and a Malduga yeah it, it was just alright I other elephant in the room why is the sandworm the boss of the air temple or the wind temple instead of the earth temple. Well, why is the girl who can fly in the, uh, the earth temple? And why is the tree in the wind temple? Because they counteract each other. Pokemon rules. All right. Okay. Sure. 
I can I can take I'll accept that, but yeah, no. Um sandworm well, you know, wind blows sand around. So this is this is sure. Mulgara. Mulgara. Or Mulgara. Okay. I don't know how you're gonna pronounce it, Brian. Uh Mulvagaya. <laughs> so it, it it sits in the sand and it's got like the the uh the special edition Sarlacc thing going on. Not the original Return of the Jedi Sarlacc pit, but that weird CG, like, Mr. Mouth thing that comes out of the ground, and it's got a tongue that we have to shoot with. Okay, um, but it's not just me shot. that the fact that, the, like, the sand moves is just so cool, though, right? Yeah. Like, the sand moving around you, like, the, the, literally, it pulls you your, the battlefield changes around you. Mm-hmm. I mean... I yeah. still think that's cool. It'd be it cooler kinda... if this boss was cooler. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, he, if, I had, if he had more than two moves, yeah, or and like even with the hook shot, you have to actually shoot it manually at it. Like I tried to Z target the tongue and it it never hit. I Z targeted. I, oh, I couldn't get it to do it once. I Z targeted the first time or L targeting. I'm sorry, L targeted the first ah, time. Yes. Um, Fair and but then after that, when it spawns the little mini uh, worms, then it, it was a no go. Those were just annoying. Uh, like you could you could run away from them successfully and get enough time to to shoot the tongue, but I just I couldn't uh, like consistently hit those things when they would jump out. And no, would... I'd pull them out, and sometimes it's like they had this like invincibility frame on them. Yeah, I I like I wanted to kill them, and I spent a good deal of time killing them, but it was just annoying. Because of how much time I had to waste killing them. Like, I could be just killing the bad guy right now, but I want to kill the little guys. <sighs> but, yeah. We, you know, I don't know, just just do that four times. Uh, once you hookshot the tongue, it, it pulls it towards you, and you can wail on it with your sword. Get, like, three or four hits in. And it, it will uh, disappear in the sand or shoot into the air like Volvagaya. Um, or Volvagia, or however we all say it. I know we all say it differently. Well, Vegas. It's Chat of the Wild, baby. <laughs> we all say it differently. Um, but yeah. Real quick, kind of uneventful battle. Uh, at the end, it, it reveals the, the Triforce again, where we can put the Master Sword. And Makar is super excited for his song. He just comes running up, like, just like, woohoo! Time to play the Jello! Um, also, it plays the little music sting from uh, every time we pull or put away the sword in Ocarina. Did it do that on the last dungeon, or did it just do it for this one? I don't remember. You Are know you... what I'm talking about, though, right? The the, the Master Sword song. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying it did that when uh, we, we lionoed the sword up in the air? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably. It pro- I, could, I can see it. I don't I remember can, if it did it. I can it picture that scene in my head when we beat the medley dungeon. I can't can't remember if it did it or not, but but either way, ta-da! The the we've got a fully powered blade of evil's bane now. Yay! We can it sparkles we can, now. Oh yeah! Oh, it sparkles with the power to kill. Uh, so yeah, uh, we are ready to kill Ganon. We arrive back on the surface, and Fishman and Coral are gossiping. 
apparently, Fishman's friend's girlfish has a cousin who said that the Forsaken Fortress was gone, or that everyone, it's like empty now. And Fishman's like, this is great, right? Like, this is really good. That means they're gone. We're all Everything's safe now. Everything's cool. We won. Yeah. What were you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> we won. Like, he's Where gone now. Where have you been? Uh, yeah, he takes off because he's just like, don't don't worry about it, King. Everything's cool. Uh, Coral is, however, not... Uh, he's not feeling good about this. He's still... He's quite the worrier. He feels something is amiss. Uh, Ganon apparently has not been seen ever since his house got burned down by Valu. Whenever Valu went crazy go nuts on him. So I guess Coral's just like, hey, plan's still on. We're gonna we're gonna uh gather up the Triforce. We're gonna find the shards. So it's more uh next episode will be uh, another plundering of the high seas episode for us. Where we round up the last of the shards. So the best part of the game. <laughs> My least favorite part of the game. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So yeah, that'll be it for for this episode. Uh, I did want to give a shout out to Nikki D, who gave us a, uh, a rating and a uh, just a wonderful little uh, uh, review on iTunes. Just warmed my heart. It was very nice. Or sorry, Apple Podcasts. But thank you very much for that. We do read those. Uh, and if you would like to leave us a message, uh, you know, give us five stars. That would be great. For the next episode, we are going to have a long conversation about the differences between the GameCube and the Wii version, or the Wii U version, as far as the Triforce Triumph Forks are concerned. So, to be fair, I have like half of them done already. So well, I mean, like, I do I too, know. but we're going to talk about the differences and stuff. Okay, because it do, it is a little different. So, so yeah, collect all the Triumph Forks and return here for Chat of the Wild.